I want to welcome you to day two of our look through James chapter three in daily drive time devotions. We're going to be looking at verses two to six today. These are verses about how faith impacts the way that we talk. And James starts very honestly with this subject. He says in James chapter three, verse two, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. Well, because none of us is perfect, we realize that all of us struggle with things that we say at times. That's what James is saying here at the very beginning. We're all in the same wavelength with this one. We're all in the same struggle, same boat with this one. We all struggle with saying the wrong thing sometimes. I've always laughed at that, that old tombstone that's supposed to be somewhere in England. I don't know if it's true or not, but it makes me smile. Here's what the tombstone says on it. Beneath this stone, a lump of clay, lies Arabella Young who on the 24th of May began to hold her tongue. I don't know if you think that's funny, but I do, because many times, the only time I can begin to not say the wrong thing is when I'm in heaven with the Lord, when I've died. And maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe you feel oftentimes like you are a person like that. There's got to be a better way than death to begin to control my tongue. The question James is asking us here is, how can I carry my faith from the bottom of my heart to the tip of my tongue? If what we teach in church is to become more than just talk, what we teach in church from the Bible has to begin to affect the way that I talk. Because words, words can build up or they can tear down. They can encourage or they can discourage. They can bring a bright smile or they can bring unstoppable tears. Our words can lift up the glory of God or they can drag down the spirit of man. And James, James has some striking things to say about how our words can become more beautiful but they're honest things that he has to say. In fact, the way I'd like to look at these verses the next few days about the way that we speak is by starting with his pictures. James presents three powerful pictures of the tongue, the way that we speak. He talks about our tongue being a rudder, a fire, and a spring. And these next few days, like a spring of water, we're going to take a look at that, how that impacts our daily lives. First of all, he says, your tongue is like a rudder. James chapter 3, verses Three to five, he says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. What he's saying here is what you say directs what you'll do. What we say ends up running our lives. Have you noticed that? Have you ever thought you'd do something and you said, hey, what about this? Only to think later, what did I get myself into? Why did I say that? All of a sudden, what you said has begun to direct what you're doing in life. What we say or don't say determines our relationships. It decides our commitments and it opens or closes our opportunities in life. That's the power of our words. That, that's why the Bible stresses the importance of saying with our mouth what we believe in our heart. And, and James, as he talks about the tongue, our mouth here, he says, don't let size fool you. It's a small bit in a horse's mouth, but it can direct the horse. It's a small rudder in a ship, huge ship, small rudder, and yet they hold the power of control. Now, sometimes when it comes to a mouth, we say he has a big mouth, she has a big mouth. But the truth of the matter is our tongue is a very small thing compared to the rest of our life but it makes great boasts. And that can control our life, control where we're headed. It can get us into a lot of trouble, but can also build some wonderful opportunities into our life. 
And we just need to realize our tongue directs what we say. The, the, the first principle behind this, your tongue is a rudder, is words have tremendous power to direct. Never treat words as followers. Always treat them as leaders. You better watch what you say because what you say shows where you're going in life, where you're going to be next. First, you say it, and then you begin to do it. So evaluate yourself on this. Have you been treating your words as leaders in your life, treating them as seriously as you should? Sometimes we just begin to say things, not realizing how important our words are. How, how today, in a new and fresh way, could you recognize my tongue, my words really are a rudder for my life? So I want to say the kinds of words that lead my life in a direction that's honoring to God. You see, if they are a rudder, that means I can be led in a good direction through what I say. My, my words are a rudder. I need to realize that. That's a positive thought. And James follows that up with a more, well, let's just be honest. It's a more negative thought about the tongue. He says your tongue is a rudder, but also your tongue is a fire. And he's not talking about a good kind of fire here. The last part of verse 5 through verse 6, he says, consider... What a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person. It sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it itself is set on fire by hell. <laughs> now, those are not exactly positive verses about the tongue. He's telling us here that words not only have the power of direction, they also have the power of destruction set on fire by hell. He's not blaming Satan, by the way, there for our words. He's being clear about the source of the evil things that we can say. I know some look at this and they think, James sounds so negative. Remember, the book of James, we talked about this the first week of our study, is what I would call the Proverbs of the New Testament. Proverbs and James are both wisdom books. And it's interesting that Proverbs, just like James, has a lot of strong warnings about the destructive power of the tongue, of our words. Now, it also has a lot to say about how we can encourage and build each other up with our words. And the truth is, understanding both of those things goes together. You can tear down and destroy with your words. And why is James so harsh here? Why does he go after this so strongly under the inspiration of the Spirit? Because God knows us. God knows how easy it is for me and probably for you too, to think about how rude others are with their words, but I totally miss out on how my words are impacting other people's lives. Because in my thoughts, maybe I wasn't quite as harsh as I, I, I use my words. In my thoughts, maybe I wasn't quite as condemning as my words ended up sounding. So my words are more destructive than my thoughts. But all other people have is my words. So I need to realize that words have the power to destroy. A world of evil among the parts of the body, James says. What is that talking about? A world of evil means that all of the evil in the world can be contained in our words. That's the power of words. That old phrase, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Baloney, ridiculous. There's no truth to that at all. Words have incredibly destructive power. Words are like a, they're like a brick. I can use a brick to smash a window, or I can use a brick to build a building. And James is saying, if you're going to use your words in the right way, you have to realize the destructive power of words along with realizing the directing power of words. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. They have the power to destroy. Somebody once figured out that for every word written by Hitler in his Nazi philosophy, 
in the book Mein Kampf that 125 lives were lost in World War II for every single word written in that short book. You see, words do have power. They have power to destroy, but they also have power to build up. So the first major principle is words have tremendous power to direct. The second major principle is our words, our tongues are like wild animals or wild fires. Don't turn your back on them. Don't pretend that they can't be destructive because they can. And it can happen like a small spark in a second. And all of a sudden it's destroyed something you've worked a long time to build up. And what does that mean I need to do? That means I need to ask for God's wisdom and strength with the way that I speak. I don't know about you, but I need to do that right now. Let's talk to him. And just say, Jesus Christ, when I realize what a powerful thing words are, I realize how deeply I need you to direct my words, to direct what I say. Instead of just relying on myself, I want to rely on you in this area. I want my faith to be a part of my conversations. I want my faith to be a part of my words. Lord, forgive me for sometimes acting as if my words are not that important. Thank you for helping me to realize how important they really are. And so I pray today, I can only do this one day at a time, I pray today that I would use words that build up instead of tearing down. And I pray that if I use a word that tears down and I recognize it, I'd ask forgiveness and then add to that a word that builds up. I ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to continue to talk together about the power of our words.